My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. We have a very exciting interview coming ahead of us here. The guest I'm bringing on, Sherry Lynn Starkey, worked in the marketing and PR agencies for 20 plus years. Started out as a writer, then became an editor and a publication manager, as well as CEO in four national capitals. From there, she moved into digital and social media marketing and communications. Agency life is now behind Sherry Lynn. Sherry Lynn. And she now works directly with clients on solving their problems and navigating change and challenges with smart, strategic digital communications. She is also the host of 50 Women Over 50. Super excited for today. Welcome on the show. How's it going, Sherry Lynn? Hey, it's going great. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. What a pleasure, honestly. Um, you know, we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to go over what's working, some of the challenges along your journey, up to date, that kind of thing. So um, great takeaways uh, in regards to that. I think it's going to be a great conversation. But, you know, before we really jump in, do you mind going ahead and telling us a little bit of your story? How did you get to where you are? Because, wow, you have a very powerful story. And I would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. And then we can take it from there. Well, okay. So I guess I'll start at the very beginning, which was a disastrous teenage marriage, which left me with alone on my own with two babies under the age of two and uh, fending for myself. And I uh, was working in retail and I don't know if you're aware, but people working in retail don't make a lot of money. So it was difficult uh, supporting the children. And I, uh, started exploring like where, you know, what kind of career could I go into? And, um, I met a woman who, uh, who worked at, um, a hospital here in Ottawa, where I'm from. And she told me that her job was something called public relations. And I'd never even heard of this before. And she, she told me what she does. She I take people on tours. I liaise with the media. I do that kind of stuff. And it was a bit of an epiphany moment for me when she said that. And I thought, you know what? I want to do what you do. So she told me you can go and take this course at Algonquin college in Ottawa. It's a two-year diploma program. I went and applied the next day and I got accepted. I went to college as a mature student uh, for two years and kind of never looked back. I took an in-house job early in my career at uh, the Chalk River um, Power Plant up in uh, in Northern Ontario. And uh, then I moved to England <laughs> and got my first agency job where I realized, you know, these are my people. I love working in PR agencies. And so I've built my whole career about that, around that. I spent several years working in the UK. I spent several years working uh, in Washington, DC following that. And then uh, back over to the UK and uh, spent uh, about five, six years there. And then for family reasons, came back to Ottawa, my hometown, about 10 years ago, where I took, I, well, I didn't take over as president, but I, I came into work 
at a at, you know, Canada's leading social media digital marketing agency and uh, eventually worked my way up to being the president until five years ago when I thought, oh, I'm sick of working for other people. I'm going to work for myself and uh, went out on my own and never have looked back, really. It's been um, just a great experience from day one working as an independent consultant. This is absolutely incredible. What a journey. <laughs> what would you say throughout that journey that some of the biggest challenges for you were when, you know, taking that leap of faith, maybe leaving the agency like behind and jumping into doing your own thing? What would you say the biggest challenge was? Or is there several different challenges that you overcame when doing that? So I think what happened before that in my career all led up to that moment. So on three different occasions, landing in a brand new market where I didn't know anybody, I didn't know any, I didn't have any media contacts, I didn't have my own professional network, and starting over uh, was something that made me kind of like resilient, really good at building networks and, and, uh, and making friends and, and stuff like that. So uh, when it did come time for me to go out and start on my own, um, you know, when I left the agency, uh, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody for a little while while we worked at the notice period and stuff. But then when I did put it on LinkedIn, like that very first day, the phone started ringing and it hasn't stopped since. And I've just, you know, I, I laid the foundation throughout my whole career for that. So, you know, going out on my own wasn't particularly challenging. I mean, it was particularly delightful. And what I, one thing that I would say that I loved about it, and that kind of brings to why, why we're here talking today, is that um, having been in senior management leadership positions for a long time, I didn't actually get to do my craft, right? I just supervised other people, or I was focused on business development and recruitment and, you know, everything about running a business, but not actually doing my craft. And I haven't done it in a long time, not since I was back being a writer and, and, you know, and involved in media relations and stuff. So I didn't realize how much I missed it. And so that's the thing that I love about being an independent consultant. I'm writing the strategies, I'm implementing the strategies, I'm uh, managing the programs for, for my clients. So it's really, really, you know, into the craft of communications. And it kind of brings me to what we're talking about here today is why I start, started this new podcast. Because <laughs> after five years of doing that, when I've loved every minute of it, I'm going to continue to love to do it. But I, I kind of thought, okay, it's been five years. What's something new that I can do? And I have been a podcaster on and off since 2006. Uh, various different podcasts, you know, agency podcasts and personal podcasts and and uh, I was the host of an IABC podcast for a while. So, uh, and I've always loved it. So I wanted to, I wanted to do it again. And um, I, it's 50 women over 50. So basically my goal is to interview 50 women who are in their fifties about what it's like to be a woman in your fifties. And I, my goal is to do it while I'm still in my fifties. <laughs> so I have till next year to, to get my 50 interviews done. And uh, it's also a business strategy for me because uh, although I love being a consultant and I love, you know, I have made, I made a decision five years ago not to build up my own agency, not to hire staff. I mean, I've learned everything I'm going to learn 
from that experience working in other agencies. I, I don't want to do that. So I've grown my business now to the point where I can't grow it any bigger. There's kind of two things going on. I can't grow it any bigger without staffing up. I don't want to staff up. And then also in terms of income, um, I don't want to have, I'm at, you know, that tax level where I don't want to have an incre incremental increase in income. So I, I have to have a juggernaut <laughs> growth, a, a big step of growth in, in income if I'm going to grow it any bigger. And so, um, you know, in consulting, it's difficult to see how you can do that without hiring people. So I'm hoping that with my podcast, that I will have created something new that has a life of its own that I can um, um, kind of grow my revenues and grow my business around that in a way that's not based, you know, not consulting based work. Amazing. Well, this is super exciting. Um, and I totally can see where you're coming from. You're at that tax level and everything like that. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, to decide what's the best route without growing your team and sourcing out and, and, and stuff like that. Definitely yes. a bit of, um, it's a hard decision to make to see what, what's the best way to go about it. Right. Yes. For sure. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you find the podcast. I mean, obviously you're enjoying it. Yes. What is your favorite part about, about having the podcast and interviewing these women 50 or, or over? It's just connecting with my peers. So there's something, you know, the, the kind of the idea for this bubbled up because of the pandemic, right? So women of my cohort, women my age, we all went, I mean, everybody went home. We went home too. And um, we kind of got ensconced in these very tiny bubbles where we're very, very focused on our families, right? So we're raising our families. We're looking after our elders. We're trying to run a business. Some of us have got kids, like we're trying to run a remote school inside of our households. And, and so our lives got very, very small and mine did too. And so um, one of the goals for my podcast is to like build a strong community of women and, you know, find ways for them to forge connections and have friendships and, and learn from our peers in a way that it's very difficult when you're not going to work, when you're working from home and when you're, you know, very focused on family things. That is one thing about, they call us the sandwich generation right now, right? Very focused on raising our teens and our tweens and uh, encouraging our young adult children into life at the same time, taking on a lot of responsibility for our elders. It's difficult to find time for friends and to hang out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We get all caught up in our day-to-day our -day lives and it just all of a sudden, poof, where mm -hmm. has the time gone? What have we been doing? You know, yeah. absolutely. This is great to build a community within the podcast is so achievable because the connections are just endless when you have a podcast, honestly, from all over, all over the world. So, and with these 50 women that you want to interview, how are you going to go about finding the right fit? Like, for what you're looking for to, as a guest to come on your show. Any, any idea on that? I know, that, or have you already started your interviews with some women or? Yes, I'm a, I've got another episode going out tomorrow, but uh, as of today, I have seven episodes out. So what I did was start small, right? So I started with, with 
people that I personally know. It was a great opportunity for me to reconnect with some old friends that I hadn't seen because of the pandemic. And so, mm -hmm. but I was shocked and, you know, pleasantly surprised about the, the wildfire way. Like there was a real thirst for something like this. This is all I can think is, is I've kind of tapped into something because people are coming out of the woodwork saying, me next, I want to be on your show. And uh, mm -hmm. so it started out here in Ottawa with some personal um, personal um, contacts. Then all of a sudden I had some, you know, influencer type women from Toronto and, and that area come. And now I've got like uh, interviews lined up with people from England and the United States wow. and uh, talked to somebody from Brazil last week. Like, And I have, my goal is to interview um, 50 women. And I think I have 26 or 27 people on the list right now that have put up their hands and said, I want to interview you. I mean, I want to be interviewed by you. So uh, that's yeah. exciting. It is. It is. That's awesome. And I mean, tell me a little bit about your plan after you're done the 50 over 50 women over 50. What is your next or have you thought that far ahead yet? Um, well, I have some ideas, but I don't like, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Like the thoughts of a book has crossed my mind. I, I feel like we're having all these in-depth, like it takes us about an hour to record a show. Uh, although the episodes mm -hmm. are about 30 minutes long when I, when I've, when I've got them produced, but uh, like an enormous amount of data, just so much, so many great stories and some very clear themes coming out in conversation about how women are experiencing life in their fifties. And so I feel like that, you know, maybe a book might, or something like that might happen at the end of the first 50, or maybe, maybe that's going to be more than 50. I don't know. Interesting. The name of the podcast, more than 50 women over <laughs> that 50. happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. Well, this is really exciting for you, you know, and you know, I think that it would be a cool topic to cover, um, marketing the podcast. I know that you had put, put that in the application. Now, do you want to touch on that and um, how you go ahead about marketing it or how, what you're planning on doing or any ideas? Yes. So, well, I'm kind of doing a combination of things, uh, I can, mm -hmm. you know, because of my business and I know a little bit about right. this. So I'm making, I'm doing a combination of owned, earned, shared and paid media integrated campaign. And so t this is an example of earned media, what we're doing here today. So I'm spending some time talking to other podcasters and I've been interviewed on the radio and I've got some, some more media interviews coming up. Um, I've also got, you know, social media working for me. I already had a pretty big digital footprint because of, you know, 18 years of working in digital marketing. So kind of leveraging all those, uh, all those networks that I already have getting it out there that I'm doing this now, I already have a, an extensive client email list that I'm leveraging for this. Although some of the guys on it, they must be like, why does she keep sending me this? But anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> At least they know I'm busy and they know I'm an expert in podcasting. So that's the important thing. And uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. And um, so that's uh, earned and earned paid. Uh, I'm running digital ads, but I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a lot of that yet. Although I am doing a small amount of digital ads just to uh, get in front of the right audience and, um, and I, I want to expand that going forward when I've got some more momentum, uh, owned and shared, owned and shared. Oh, and owned is um, 
is I've repost everything to my own my own uh, website, and yeah. I make sure that I post a transcript of every uh, interview so that those nice bots that uh, <laughs> that serve through uh, Google are able to find my website and make sure that I get indexed well. Also, uh, just this weekend, have published um, my a new um, uh, YouTube channel. For, with all my podcast episodes, because a lot, the vast majority of people my age find their podcasts through search. So uh, I thought it was important to get there on YouTube. And uh, that this weekend was the first uh, instance that I've had time to do that. So I got that all up and running this weekend. Wow, this is exciting. Yes, YouTube is great. I mean, especially getting that video up as well, too, right? So super exciting. Oh, wow. So tell me a bit about, you know, pain points and challenges in the business at the moment. I mean, you're doing absolutely amazing, so there might not be any, but for the people listening, you know, to get to the next level, there's sometimes that next devil, right? Now, do you have any experience that you can share with our listeners on how to like move, keep moving or get over that obstacle? I mean, throughout your long career, or if there's anything right now that you might be struggling with that you're, you know, about to tackle, tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So, well, the, um, the, the main thing that's, uh, a constant theme through my whole career is not enough hours in the day, right. Trying to, trying to get it all done. And so uh, my advice on that is to, um, accept that you are not going to get it all done and just do your best every day to get as much done as you can. And don't beat yourself up when it doesn't happen because everything always works out. I'm going to tell you 25 years into it, everything always works out. So don't get too alarmed about it. And the other thing is, is to, um, uh, you know, be as organized as you can be. I'm not a very organized person. So I, you know, I have to really work at that. And then leverage technology. Like there's so much stuff out there that can help you with your workflow and keep you organized and and reduce the work that you have, you know, the technical, you know, technical assistance. Like there, there's some really smart AI apps out there that do writing now. Like you don't even have to be a skilled, like I am a writer and editor. But I mean, I see the products of these uh, AI writing apps that are like shockingly good. So there's a lot of technology out there that can help you do a lot more in the in the amount of time that you're allotted. So I think those are the the, the best advice that I have. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I think leveraging all different ways is inc- is great. And you know, yeah, this all sounds amazing. So. I guess I always ask this question on my podcast. Um, based on where you are today, I know that you said, you know, you're kind of, you either have to make a lot more or, or not bring in too yeah. much for tax related reasons. Yeah. Now, I would you say if you were to bring in a lot more, that would be like double or triple what you're making now? Or do you mean like way more? It would have to be almost double. Almost, almost double. double. So- to for it so to be worth you, my while, worth the effort, right. worth the headache, because mm-hmm. 
I live in Canada and, you yeah. know, we're a high taxed, uh, nation. Okay. And so it was different when I lived in the Isle of Man, which is a very low tax situation, but this is the polar opposite. So, you know, there comes a point where you're like, you're, you're working every hour God sends. And, you know, you, you look at your bottom line at the end of the year, you're like, what the hell? Why was I killing myself for this? So, yeah. As a fellow Canadian, I I understand for sure. For sure. Uh, Now, if you were to double, if you were to double your profit and revenue in one year, just Mm. for say, what would be some new challenges and some new changes that you would have to um, handle if that, if that was the case to get to that point? Well, if, it depends, like I'm trying to be creative in doing it. Right. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. possibly dream about to undertaking that challenge, uh, doing, um, marketing communications consulting, because the only way I could do that is to, um, add bodies, hire mm-hmm. people, just, uh, you know, the, the way that you can grow the agency, your agency revenues. But, you know, with that comes all the headaches of teams uh, the legal liabilities of being an employer, also another Canadian thing that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, quite onerous. If you're going to hire someone, you are making a commitment to that person and you, you know, it's difficult to be flexible. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I would not undertake to double my income. I have decided not to undertake to double yeah. my income. Yeah. That, that. But I feel like because getting into digital publishing, um, uh, a podcast is like the first rung of building something bigger around my over 50 women cohort, but right. convalescing, uh, 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 um, convening this, this um, community and then being able to monetize it. And so it's, it's something different. It's not exactly what I've always done, but it's using the skills that I've built up over, over the years and the profile that I've built up over the years to, to leverage it for something new. Super exciting. How are you going to go about monetizing it or how do you already monetize it? I know you might've touched on it a little bit earlier, but if you don't mind diving in. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm happy to. I'm not monetizing it now. Like I said, it's very early in, in, uh, in the state, I'm just kind of building my audience and, um, defining my workflow, get integrating it into what I already do and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's not small. That's not a small thing. And so, um, yes, but I mean, I, I hope to, uh, to, uh, monetize it as an influencer going forward. So that will be, um, uh, maybe events, branding merch uh speaking opportunities um all the kinds of things that you see influencers do if i can bring the eyeballs of this very large and committed community to other people's brands and causes i think that there will be that that'll be a marketable a marketable skill this is really exciting for you Mm, I love that you started, you know, I know you've done so many podcasts uh, for clients and stuff before, but starting your own that you're passionate about and that you actually enjoy is huge. So I love it. Yes. Yes. Well, that is the thing about, you know, they say, if you love what you do, you never have to work a single day day in your life. Yeah. That's, it is so true. And 
I kind of feel that through my career is whenever it's work started feeling like work, it was time to make a change. And so, and, and it just seems to be a natural kind of like a three to five year swing throughout my career. Every three to five years, I'm like, man, time for something new. So anyways, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Trying something new. I like it. I love it because you're, it's so nice when you have an open mind to do other things. I think a lot of people don't have that and are afraid of taking those leap, leaps of faith or maybe afraid of leaving something stable, uh, like a stable, financially stable job or the benefits or, you know what I mean? There's so many different reasons, but to be open to going ahead and trying something new every three to five years, that's huge. Like that's huge. And look where you're at today and how you've always been very successful in those areas, in any of those areas. So it's like, you can accomplish anything. Just put your mind to it. That's what my mom said when I was a little girl. And I've listened to uh, that advice my whole life. You can do whatever you want in life. Just decide you want to do it and put your shoulder into it. Beautiful. I love it. Oh, such a good conversation. You know, it's inspira- it's inspirational for those listening, for myself, for everyone. Like, you know, it's it's just, it's crazy to think like all the things that are possible really. And, um, especially with a podcast yes. for those of you listening, the connections, if you're on the fence about starting a podcast, just start one. The connections are absolutely endless and the opportunities, the doors that open, you just, you never know. And it's incredible. The reach of people you can get to through a podcast opposed to like yes. people you would meet your entire life without having one. Like it's just yeah. insane. And from a brand or a corporate strategy as well, I often recommend a podcast as being kind of like the, the axle, the center spoke of your whole content strategy, because it's a great way to generate compelling content in various ranges of formats that can be used across every single kind of social network or any kind of communications medium digitally that whatever you're, you know, you're trying to achieve with your communications or your business objectives and it's cheap to produce and, um, people like, like bosses like it. Like oftentimes you can't ask the CEO to write a blog post a month or something that they're too busy, but you can get them to sit down with you and have a conversation for an hour a month and, and create a blog posts and, and, uh, vignettes and, and short, video hits and audio content and, and you can feed your whole social media engine through a podcast cost effectively. And, uh, it's not the, you know, it's not a lot of work for the, for the, um, subject matter expert or the leader. Absolutely. Well, Sherry Lynn, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to really jump on my podcast as an amazing guest, share this valuable insight. I mean, the journey you've been on and the doors that you've opened and closed and where you're going next to share all that. It's so exciting to hear and um, exactly what I'm looking for on my podcast, you know, so I appreciate you. And, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way to go ahead and, and reach out to you? If you just Google Sherry Lynn, it's S-H-E-R-R-I-L-Y-N-N-E, you're going to find me. I've got a pretty big bit digital footprint and there's not too many Sherry Lynn's out there online. Very easy to find online. I will say that. Yep. Pops right <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. 
Okay, Sherry Lynn. Well, thanks again. This is absolutely amazing. What a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks for having me on. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like our amazing Sherry Lynn did today to share your story, talk about your business and podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.